welcome back. I feel like I was starting something really serious then. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Anyway, um, welcome to you and to me. I feel like it's been a million years since I've done this podcast and it was just high time for season two, which I am so excited about. I think the last episode that I did was a few days before we went into kind of this worldwide lockdown, especially here in Spain. Um, so I just thought I would do this, this, this quick one to say hi, to say, how are you? Um, and yeah, just a lot of updates and hopefully that you can relate to some of what I'm going to say. I want this to be a space as always where you feel like you can relate to me. Maybe you can just have a laugh with me. Maybe it's something that you're popping in your ears on your way to work. Um, and yeah, I just want to keep it real as the name is Raw You. It is completely raw. I try to do minimal editing. I just want this to be a space where I kind of let things go that are on my mind. It's not just going to be me in this season. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I have some great guests coming up, which I think you're going to absolutely love. I'm really excited for this season. I've already got four people um, on the list that are coming. They're going to jump on and do um, an episode with me. So that's going to be ace. And I think it's going to be a really nice season season series whichever one we want to call it that is going to be very informative obviously we're going to have guests that are going to give lots of advice on different things that we're all kind of going through maybe you, you can relate to but also just a fun place where we can have a bit of a laugh I feel like that is what has been lacking in my life um obviously I laugh a lot but I mean just a space where I can press play and just lose myself a little bit in a conversation which is exactly what I want this to be so welcome I hope you've been here before if not it's fine this is your first episode thank you so much for listening um even if it's one person or however many I appreciate you so much I've got lots to catch up on I feel like We've, we've not spoke in so long and so much has happened in the world, in your life, I'm sure. Um, and in my life, I've got very, very big things actually that have happened in the past year that I've kind of, you know, when something happens like a global pandemic, no, well, we all do now. <laughs> I said it as if it was just like nipping to the supermarket, you know, the pandemic last week. Anywho, um, yeah, it kind of, everything else kind of feels a bit mediocre, doesn't it? But in la in life, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, a lot has happened and I feel in a good place now. I've put this off for so long and, you know, I was, I was thinking about this last week, why have I not started this season two? I've wanted to do it for forever since last summer, really. And you know what it is? I think genuinely it was my confidence um, kind of took a hit and I think actually that's quite normal, not just because of the pandemic, but because of just everything that has happened in my life. Maybe you can relate to this, but I have kind of periods of my life where I'm really confident and I have a couple of months where I'm like, yes, I'm on it. I'm great. You know, not too much, you know, no one likes to show off, but you know, I'm on my flow. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And, um, then I have some months where I'm like, oh, imposter syndrome has to be like pushed down. I feel a little bit like it's a struggle to kind of do these creative things like this podcast. And I just feel like that's been a little bit stretched out over the past year. An article that I saw actually, which explained this really well, and I will link it at the bottom of this. It was by um, a New York Times journalist. 
Um, my friend Kathy sent it me actually, and it just explained so so eloquently what I felt, and I think so many others did because it, it really did do it do its rounds, and it was called languishing. And it was basically saying that since the start of the pandemic, so many people have felt uninspired. And it's that kind of space between being depressed, which I've definitely, um, I won't say that I've had depression in my life because I feel like it's a very, very serious thing that we we shouldn't take lightly. Um, but I've definitely scratched on the surface of feeling like that. And it's not quite that, this languishing, but it's also not feeling optimal or feeling creative. And I think that's just where I was. I felt like I was languishing. I felt like every day was just kind of, okay, today I'll do something creative. Today I'll do this. And it just wasn't coming to me as it usually would, because of course there's everything else to think about. And I don't know if you feel the same with this, but I felt a little bit like, what's the point? And I don't mean this in like the really dramatic way. My friends know I'm dramatic. Let's be honest. You guys know me by now, but not in the dramatic way that I just sounded, but more like, what's the point in doing a podcast because everybody else is doing it. And that's a little bit of like an imposter syndrome, but it's also a little bit of, we've all been online way more than we should have probably been in the last year and a half. If I want to talk to my family or my friends back home in the UK, it's been online. And even that has become a bit saturated. Like it's all just a bit much at the moment. And yeah, just a nod in your direction if you felt the same and great if you're coming out of it, but also just be kind to yourself. You're in a space now where you're listening to me and I don't want to make you feel bad about yourself. That's the whole point of this podcast is to make you feel like we are kind of together on this weird mental journey that is life, especially since this whole pandemic started. Which, talking of the pandemic, how was your lockdown? How were you in lockdown? I want to know. I feel like we're only kind of processing what happened now. And obviously we're still in this, this deep dive of, of not knowing of the unknown, but lockdown here was pretty intense. I think I read somewhere that it was probably the most strict, um, in a lot of the world here in Spain. So it was like, we genuinely couldn't go outside for a couple of months. Um, I got COVID right at the start, which Honestly, I think at the time it was so scary because nobody knew about it. Like I know a lot of people now that have had COVID and it's just one of those things. We all kind of know what to do. You know, you isolate. If you get worse, you go to the hospital, you take paracetamol and you kind of sleep it off. But at the time, because I've had lung problems and heart problems in the past and I'm on medication, it was super scary. So I just remember this one, this one day waking up and feeling like I'd been hit by a bus, got up and then been hit by another bigger bus. And that's pretty much how I stayed for about a week. My temperature was super high. I was, um, luckily at my, at my partner Mikhail's house then, but I was in, I was in the bed seeing Smurfs. Like I'm laughing about it now, but at the time it was like a big trip and the kind of trip that you don't want to be on not a self-induced trip. So I'm in this bed thinking that there was zombies running up the building and there was Smurfs under the bed. So yeah, good times. Um, the, the physical side of it was like 
the worst headache I've ever experienced. No taste, no smell, like the usual things that, that everybody's talked about. Um, couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, couldn't go to the toilet myself because I was I was just super weak. Um, my bones felt like they were cracking. That's the only re- the only way I can explain it. And honestly, as quick as it came, it kind of went again, and I was just left with a kind of a chesty cough for a couple of months. But at the time, everybody was in lockdown and. I won't say that it was easy, but it was easier, in my opinion, for me to obviously then be in isolation and stay in the house. I feel like now when people get it, it's so difficult because number one, you feel silly because, you know, we we all know about it, but these things happen. Like this is such a catching thing. So it's difficult when I see friends and family and stuff now that have COVID and you just don't know what to say to them because, you know, we're not all in lockdown. We're not kind of all in this together, Um, which, yeah. So I think I I was quite lucky actually to get it right at the start, but on the total flip side of that, nobody really knew about it. So I was in contact with the hospital and they just said that if I, if my lungs got worse, that I should go in. Luckily, I was fine and I've been left with not, not much, um, long lasting damage or anything like that, which is great. But at the same time, then we're all in the house. Like we're all been locked down. When I say it now, and I know I can be very intense and crazy with this kind of stuff, but what the fudge, what the fudge has just happened? Do you ever feel like this? Please tell me that it's not just me. I sometimes wake up and I'm just, what has just happened? At first, when everyone was kind of clapping at 8 8 p.m. at night, we had every night here in Barcelona, people were going on the balconies clapping for for the support workers, for the health workers, for the doctors and nurses and everyone. And it was such a sense of community. And I remember at the time having the conversation with my partner and he didn't really get it at first. And he was a bit like, why are we all doing this? It just seems like a bit of a waste of time. And I explained to him because I am a huge sentimental weirdo with stuff like this. And I just love seeing people come together. It makes me so happy. And I don't know why. I just love it. I love creating teams and communities and seeing people come together. It's making me emotional just saying it now. So I am that weirdo. And I said to him, we are all in this thing that nobody knows about. There's people, lots of my clients, my friends, the people who are hopefully listening to this now that were on their own in apartments in Barcelona, away from their family and friends with very little natural light or outside space for months. That's that's just crazy. So at 8 p.m. at night when you go out, and you clap on your balcony for however many minutes and you see all of your neighbors and you see the cars, the odd car that was out on the street or the ambulances honking and putting their um, alarms on and stuff and people were just coming together for those few minutes. And then he got it. And then after like the fourth or fifth night, we would literally set an alarm on our phone so that we didn't miss the opportunity to go into the back, stand on the balcony and clap with all of our neighbors. Why? What? It's just so uncomprehendable to what, what were we doing, you know, but it was just great at the time. And it was showing our support with each other and I really enjoyed it. I remember when I was, when I was sick that first week of lockdown, 
the first time I got up was saying, why is everybody clapping? You can imagine my temperature was like 40 and everyone suddenly clapping outside my window. I was like, this is a trip. Someone's, someone spoke to me like, what is this? What is this? And then I re- then he explained to me what they were doing. And I think even at that moment when I was tripping, I was like, whoa, this is so incredible. People are clapping and I don't feel well, but this is so nice. And then, you know, you just clap and you cheer and everything. And then I saw online a lot of like separation as well. And I am, like I've said, an absolute sucker for community to a fault sometimes, I think, because I am a people pleaser as well. But I also love to just see people come together and like have a lovely time. And it makes me so happy. And I'm good at doing that. I'm good at creating a sense of community of being. And that's what I put into my work as a trainer, as a personal trainer, having my studio here in Barcelona. Like I feel like I'm good at that. So then when I see all these people arguing online and, oh, all of this stuff happened. And then just everybody was up in arms about everything. And it was difficult for a human like me to see that kind of thing. And I, I do get it. And I'm not going to get into that kind of debate here. I think I've got an episode coming up that you will find interesting if you're into this kind of, um, stuff or you want to discuss the, the theories, but this, isn't it? So I'm not going to go into the conspiracy theories or anything else because I, I understand every scenario and why every scenario is thought about. And people do think that I do get it. But what I hate is the fact that it's like them and us now. And since the vaccine and everything else, it's been a bit, Ooh, it's too much. It's too much. I need to come offline. I need to be strict with myself. And I mean, I say I'm a sucker for being sentimental, but I'm also a sucker for getting sucked into things. So <laughs> I really have to stop myself else it becomes at all a bit much. So if you're like me, I do, I do give you the um, advice to make sure that you're coming offline, that you're not just scrolling and seeing every other person's opinion on everything without any, sometimes any back up on every part of this, you know, the scaremongering, there's so much happening out there and it's scary. Um, so yeah, do yourself a favor and have an offline time after you've listened to this podcast. Okay. (laughs) So around this time, I also got started to get some messages off a, or maybe a couple of people that decided that I was really annoying on Instagram which is cool. You know, you can't please everyone. And if I've learned anything from being online with my very small amount of followers, by the way, I really don't know how you guys do it when you have a lot. I did have a lot back in the day, but it was kind of before that swing of anyone has an opinion and everyone's going to tell you if they hate you and you just have to be okay with that. So hats off to you if you've got a lot of followers on the, on these social platforms. Um, but yeah, with my quite small following, I got a few trolls, let's say, Um, and I remember lying in bed and, you know, you check your phone before you go to bed and you just, you know, have a quick check to see if everything's all right. I was putting my alarm on for the next day and I saw like 17 messages on my Instagram and I was like, what, what is this? Who is this? And it was from a person who decided that I'd annoyed them, um, enough to start telling me that I was racist that I was in a bubble, that I was self-centered, that I was crazy, that I was mental, that I needed to be locked up, that just really horrible stuff. 
And you know, I remember lying in bed and you know, when you have that wave of, I'm not even sure how to call it, but it starts off as adrenaline and then you feel your face going red and you're not so sure whether it's anger or extreme sadness. And I just felt sick. I just felt physically sick. And as much as I, I am quite strong and resilient and I, also think that we shouldn't have to be but I have had to be in my life before and I do think that I am the person that can move through things quite quickly but this shook me this really shook me and I couldn't sleep I burst out crying and as much as you know people can talk you down people can rationalize this behavior of being people have been locked in isolation for how long this is three five three four months after this whole pandemic kicked off you kind of justify these people's behavior I tried to let it go and then I woke up the next day to so many missed calls voice notes emails every social media channel whatsapp messages um from a few different numbers and it was just a bombarding of complete lies but also just nasty shit like no one wants to be told that they're such a horrible person. And that's kind of what this was. And around that time was when I was going to actually, using this as a great excuse right now, but that was around the time that I was actually going to start this season two of my podcast. And I think, you know what? I think I've just had a little breakthrough with you guys. I think that was probably the start of my confidence going with, with a few things. I had gone online um, a few months before this in lockdown to start teaching my girls, to start giving them movement again, to start helping. And luckily I'm a very lucky one that has a small business that was able to kind of transfer it online. It was 10% of the earning that I was doing when I had everything open before COVID, but I was still able to get by. I'm in, I'm in a privileged position. I have savings and I was able to use them in that time. But I was still gone online and I still tried to gain confidence that way. But when you're not getting the one-to-one reactions and I think I realized a lot about myself last year when I realized that I need that interaction from people and I need maybe we see validation as a negative, but I think in my line of work, it is a positive and you rely on that as kind of fuel. So you need to know how people are feeling. You need to know that they are enjoying your session. You need to know that they're, they want this kind of session. And when I went online and it was suddenly kind of one way, because in a class, you can't have everyone talking on zoom, you know how it is. We all know how it is now. Um, I found my flow with it, but I found it very difficult at first. And I would finish a Zoom and I would be so hyped because I'd see all my incredible clients' little faces on the screen, sweaty and happy and in their houses in lockdown. And I felt like I was just giving something that I felt I needed to give. But at the same time, I would feel from elation would also come man, I wish I could have had that conversation tonight with whoever, or I wish I would be able to give them my weights at the studio because a lot of people had no equipment and of course everywhere sold out. And it was just difficult for me to feel like I wasn't getting that back. And then of course that isolation turned into this troll or trolls, however many it was, that were then telling me all my worst fears. (laughs) So you can imagine 
If you're listening to this and you're self-employed, you have suffered with imposter syndrome. I would put my life on it at some point in your career, in your business journey, whatever. Even if you're not self-employed, we all have that. We all have the, am I doing okay? Do people like me? Is my business a success? All of these things. And then for someone to say every single fear that you have over and over and over again for days, even weeks, it gets to you. And I've had trolling before that I've been able to dust off, but I think around that time, I'd not seen my family, which I thought was a long time since, you know, Christmas time the year before, 2019. And I was just a bit like, kick me while I'm down. You know, I felt sorry for myself and that's okay. You know, if you've had anything happen in your life where you feel like you've been victimized or shit about someone saying really shitty stuff about you or to you it's okay to feel sad about it and I think as much as I try to squash it and rise above and I'm fine and I've got friends and this person has more problems than I have and I feel sorry for them there was also that part of me that was just like for fuck's sake man why me and how dare you and then what started as I feel sorry for this person namaste everything's fine then turned into how rude and I wish this person would come and say it to my face and oh my god what the what the fuck you know so yeah I went through the motions a bit with that 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 knocked me more than it should have probably and talking about family and seeing them I hope you've got to see yours wherever you are right now listening to this over the past couple of years Um, I still haven't seen mine, which is crazy. It's August. I tried to book a flight last year and then my mum got COVID and then the restrictions were happening and then it was an isolation period. It still is in the UK of a couple of weeks and I just can't justify like a couple of weeks to go back to the UK to be off work and la la la, you know how it is. So yeah, hopefully in September I will get to see some of my family and it's going to be so nice. I think like a lot of people, I'm really looking forward to it, but I know that afterwards I'm going to have to take a few days just to decombust a little bit because it will be very overwhelming. I found myself in a place since lockdown and everything that's happened of really nesting, let's say. I even got a cat and I won't start talking about Loki because if you follow me or you know me, which I'm sure a lot of you do that are listening to this, you know that Loki is the light of my life and he's great and he's my little kitten. Um, and yeah, what, what built me, what got me into being so independent and so kind of, I don't need anyone to now living with my boyfriend with a cat locked down, does some stuff to you. It does some stuff to you, (laughs) but joking apart for a long long time I was kind of putting off the inevitable which was I was spending a lot of time at my boyfriend's I feel like we've lived together on and off for the past four years and I had an apartment around the corner he would travel a lot and I just felt like that apartment was my comfort blanket and I don't know if you've ever been there where you're feeling you just can't let go of something but that was where I was and that was just my kind of I'm still okay and I will be okay no matter what and don't get me wrong this guy that I'm with now many of you know him 
is the greatest human and he would never hurt me or leave me on my ass. But when you've been burnt before, I'm going to say girls now because I'm in that mood, but girls, you know how it is when you've been burnt before, you kind of once bitten, twice shy. So because of past endeavors, let's say with, um, relationships where I've been really kind of left on my ass, I was very careful and cautious in this one, which has served me well to a fault because I then didn't want to give up this apartment. It was very much a safe space for me and a place where I lived on my own for three years. And yeah, it just kind of came to the point last year where I was in lockdown here, paying for an apartment around the corner that I was never ever in. And the inevitable happened. I packed up all of my stuff and moved in. I did ask him, by the way, I'm talking about like, I'm talking like as if I didn't I was just, hi, let's get a cat, (laughs) which also I would do. But no, we we spoke about it. It I was invited. (laughs) I think I feel like a squatter now. I didn't just turn up, okay? It's not what happened. He wants me here, okay? (laughs) But yeah, so I came anyway, invited. And yeah, we were, we are really happy. And I think when I say that, I cringe at myself because I used to hate people like me but I'm really in like a safe space right now. And for me, I feel like a little bit of a puppy that's found its forever home. And it's not to say that I'm going to be in this house forever. As I look around now at my sleeping cat and my candles on the side and, you know, all of this housey stuff. (laughs) I've even got art on on the wall, you guys. Art. Oh, who am I? Anyway. um, So yeah, it's not forever, but it is wonderful to be in this home and to feel wanted and I cringing again you should see my face right now but just to feel wanted to feel part of something to feel like I'm in a little bit of a team and that we can go through this crazy life together is really magical so if you're listening to this and you're a bit bitter and you've been burnt there is hope guys next episode I'd be like so we broke up (laughs) I won't, but that would be funny. Um, you never know what's going to happen around the corner, but for now I'm happy and I feel like that's all we can do, right? Is take the little wins, is take the good times. And if anything's proved to me over the past year and a half, it's that nothing is guaranteed. We, we literally don't know what is around the corner and it's really helped me to have this kind of clarity and this kind of space in my life. So that's good. Moving on to the cat situation. Yeah, quite spare of the moment. We just decided to rescue a cat his name is Loki in November last year and he's a little rescue. We found out he's half Bengal, half Tabby and he is just gorgeous and it's fabulous. Um, but yeah, if you, tr- if you follow him, cause of course he's got an Instagram, it's me. Of course he has like little cute photos every few days on his Instagram. Oh, don't underestimate me. Um, yeah, you'll see how beautiful he is. And he is literally the cutest. I'm looking at him now. He's looking at me like I've just been talking to him for the past however long, which I have actually, haven't I? Unless someone listens to this. I'm going to move on because I'm I'm waffling now. But I have my little cue cards. The next thing that I wanted to talk about was a little bit of business. Let's, uh, Let's bring out the books and talk about business. How was that for you in COVID? What happened? Are you now working from home? How is that for you? I felt really deflated at first when COVID happened because I am autonomous here, which means for anyone not 
in Spain or in Barcelona, that means kind of self-employed, but you, st- you have a lot of outgoings every month with it. Um, I'm not really selling it, but yeah, it's great. That's great. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, so I was scared at first. As I said, I have reserved, I have a reserves, I have a partner, I have savings. But at the same time, when you've worked your ass off or something, and I have such a community of people that also just liked coming to the studio. Like that was my whole selling point. That was what they love to do. And then all of a sudden I was told that I couldn't do it. It took a hit also. I feel like that was a bit of a bit of a shit hit to my confidence in my life as well. But like many, I kind of thanked my blessings, my privilege that I, I was able to stay at home and able to just do my shit online. Um, which has been great. I've still got a few girls that moved in COVID times that I can now reach, which is amazing. I love it. I literally log in tomorrow, for example, and I'm, I've got a girl in Malta, Mexico, the U S Russia. It's so cool to, to just be able to reach everybody still and find new people as well, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, little shout out. I feel like I'm on the radio now saying hi to my mom, but little shout out to those people that have come on a zoom or any sort of class or the people that have stayed regular. You are literally my angels. And I'm not just talking about being able to pay my bills. I'm talking about keeping me sane. It has been so good for me, my mental health to have people that still wanted what I could give and still continue to do that. So you're great, basically. Even if you're listening to this, my little creative side has been sparked again and you're here and I appreciate you a lot. Um, confidence wise, I I've got it back. I'm back in the studio now, which is incredible. I'm able to see people again, touch wood and yeah, it feels good to be back out there. And I don't want to be one of those people that thinks that says everything positive has happened from all of this because it's also been tough, right? I think I speak about my mental health a little bit, but there's parts of it that I just, I'm not comfortable talking about. And I think that's fine, but I will say that it's not all rosy. It's not all peachy. And I have to get therapy. I have to have that non-negotiable time to myself. I have to be able to have a safe haven, which is why I like moving into this home. That was very stressful for me. I've had different things happen over the past six months, especially in my family, my grandfather has like Alzheimer's and I've not been able to see him. My mum, everyone's had stuff, right? And I don't want to bring down anyone else's stuff or over amplify mine because I feel like I am very privileged in a lot of ways, but it's not been the easiest ride. Um, and I've had dark days. I've had dark moments and I'm able to control them to an extent now. Um, But yeah, I've spoken to people that haven't and I've spoken, I have friends, I have family, I have clients that haven't been able to kind of rein in those bad thoughts or those dark days. And I'm not going to sit here and preach about the fact that therapy is great and, you know, let's all be great. Sometimes people need medication. Sometimes people need psychotherapy. I've been there. Sometimes people need to be admitted for different things or to go to a, you know, someone who is a professional that can help you for a long period of time. And I want you to know that if you're listening to this and you are one of those people, 
I want no shame coming out of you right now. All I want to say to you is that I'm so proud of you and you're fabulous. And I know how hard it can be. And I know that sometimes when I'm in my own head, it feels like I am the only person in this world. And I really, yeah, it's difficult. I really struggle to see the end of that when I'm in that spiral. Luckily, again, touching wood, it doesn't happen so often, but I see the signs. My partner sees the signs and I'm able to manage it. And hopefully that there is there is time or there is space for you on the other side. If you are feeling a bit shitty or you're having a shit day, that let's not over-normalize getting help. But also if you are able to see a therapist, if you have the means to go and get help, I would definitely do it, Okay. And I know I wanted this to be lighthearted, but I'm going to always say it to you. My clients know I'm always like, how's your brain? How's your mental health? Because let's be honest, we've all took a hit. I'm literally sat here now with my hands on my, on my hips, like I'm telling you off. <laughs> Will you just get help? <laughs> Even if you don't need it. Um, anywho, so yeah, I just wanted to pop on anyway. I feel like I've gone on a, a big roundabout today, but I've got a little a little sheet of paper here with stuff that I wanted to talk about. And I feel like I've talked about a lot of it. Um, but however this pandemic has served you or not served you, I hope that you are okay. I hope that this podcast can bring you a little bit of joy. I'm going to aim for one a week and we'll see how it goes. And I re- I'm I'm so, I wanted to say stoked then. And then I feel like everyone who's listening to this, who's not American will be like stoked what? Um, stoked you guys. Sorry, I'm not going to do that accent again, but I'm really excited, let's say about the future and about this podcast. And it's just allowing me to sit here and do something that I'm really passionate about. and really excited for. So let me know if you have any ideas, any questions. I don't know why I'm singing this, but let's just go with it. Um, that you want me to cover because I would absolutely love to. It is the Raw You podcast. So I want this to be a place where you press play on your commute or when you're having a walk or a run or just in your kitchen and you can listen to me and feel a little bit more uplifted about this crazy shit show that we call life. And on that note, (laughs) have a fabulous day, evening, whenever you're listening to this. I appreciate you so so much. I hope you've liked um, catching up with me today. Please let me know where you are. If you've listened to this, if you share this, I will be eternally grateful. That's how much I need to sing. And I will speak to you very soon. My next guest on my podcast in next week is amazing. And I'm going to share more about that in the next week, but I think you'll find it really humbling and really inspiring. So I will see you for that. Have a fabulous week, weekend, night, day, evening, whatever. And I will speak to you all very soon. Adios for now.